All-American Gunslingers presenting Ubaldi Reports. Hey, this is John at Ubaldi Reports, the one podcast that provides fact, not fiction, on issues impacting America, whether domestically or globally. And always I have my co-host is Joe Bitts, combat Marine who served in Iraq. He was wounded there. I've got Ray Krause, another Marine veteran. And then I myself served 30 years in the Marine Corps with three combat tours to Iraq and Afghanistan. And what we try to do is provide fact, not fiction, when it comes to these issues that are impacting America. And I'm guessing the biggest topic, we were going to talk about issues facing America, but then the whole Trump indictment um, by Jack Smith, who is a special counsel appointed by Merrick Garland to... He was really, he was, he was really, he was aware of this. Like he was promoting, or not promoting, he, okay, Who, he Donald was, Trump? Donald Trump was promoting it on truth. He was well, just think, like, hey, they're going to be coming, they're going to, they're coming down at five o'clock. I think the way I heard from legal scholars, the reason Trump knew he was going to be indicted, I think they give, they send a letter to him or to his attorney saying that you're going to be, be potentially be indicted. Mm-hmm. So I guess they give you a preparation to see. I don't know if they're giving you a legal recourse to fight against it, but that was that was the reason. We knew it was coming, and I think that's a standard thing they do in the in the uh, the legal profession. Now, a lot of the um, legal scholars are kind of saying this is BS. Well, you have Jonathan Turley, who I always reference, who's the constitutional scholar from George Washington, and then you have Alan Dershowitz, the president emeritus um, at Harvard Law School. Both of them said this is more fluff than anything. And I read the 45-page indictment. And basically, throughout the indictment was Trump knew, he honestly knew that he lost the 2020 election and then that he, knowingly he lost, but he was perpetrating a lie to let everybody know that he was fighting against it. That's And, and Turley and um, Dershowitz said that's a high bar to reach. That's like saying your First Amendment, you have no right to say anything. Mm-hmm. And if you read the indictment, it if it goes against that he questioned the legitimacy of the 2020 election. There's a lot of people that need to go down would, for that, right? Yeah, then you would have to indict every Democrat. Hillary inclu- Clinton. Hillary Clinton, because she perpetrated um, a false narrative. Now, before, this is through John Durham, the special counsel, that was put forth by William Barr and kept on by Merrick Garland. He had stated that prior to the 2020 election, I mean, excuse me, the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton was pushing this. And the FBI knew mm-hmm. because they briefed um, John Brennan knew, who was the CIA director. And about in the fall, I think it was either September or October, before the 2016 election happened, he then briefed. Uh, James Comey, he briefed um, uh, Joe Biden, who was then vice president, and Barack Obama, that Hillary Clinton was pushing a narrative of false Russian collusion narrative to take the heat off her and her own email scandal. So, well, it was, it kind of match it a little bit, though. Wasn't Barack Obama questioning the legitimacy of the previous election? So wouldn't he be just as guilty as Trump? All of them were. Even President Jimmy Carter can be, if you go by the standards set by Jack Smith, he could also be indicted because he said Russia um, influenced the election for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So all these, but then you got to remember, they went four, three or four years still pushing this narrative, and you got Claire McCaskill, who was the former senator from Missouri. Mm-hmm. She gets on MSNBC, and she kept saying, "Yeah, Trump's a tool of Russia. Trump's a tool of Russia." 
So basically, she could be indicted for pushing a false narrative. So, and that's the question. Now, Jack Smith, he has this ability to really stretch the truth. One of them was um, a case he had against um, Virginia, former Republican governor of Virginia, Bob McDonald. And basically, it went to, he was convicted, but then it went to the Supreme Court. And what the Supreme, this is in 2016. Now, remember, it went nine to zero. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember, there are liberals on the Supreme Court. Even the liberal jurist, that includes Ruth Bader Ginsburg, said what the, the conviction of Bob, uh, Bob McDonald was an overreach. And what they said, it was boundless interpretation of federal bribery um, statutes. So he stretches the law re- almost like a rubber band to its ex- exceeding the limit and oversteps the, the, the law that he's pertaining to. And a lot of people are speculating he's doing it here. And Dur- Turley and Dershowitz and other legal scholars have said there's nothing there. You're mm-hmm. really stretching that truth. Now, what's – okay, maybe – What's Trump's perspective on this? Is it, it just he, they just know it's he just knows it's a witch hunt. He's been saying all along that all these indictments, like in New York, um, down at the, the Mar-a-Lago one, January sixth, is all a political witch hunt. Then you have the potential one coming up in um, in Georgia over the Georgia election law and. Late 2020 into 2021. Okay, so we do have a reappearance by one beach baby. Oh, I haven't And what did she say? She said, didn't Democrats try to block election certification of Trump? Exactly. There, there was about 50, I think it was 54 Democrats tried to prevent um, the certification of an election for Donald Trump. And they mm-hmm. did the same thing in 2000, uh, 2004 for an Ohio to certify Ohio for George W. Bush. So if you use the standard by Jack Smith, that means you would have to convict every Democrat. And that includes indict Hakeem Jeffries, who's now the speaker of the, I mean, not the speaker. He's the um, minority leader in the House well, because in 2016, he, he questioned the legitimacy of the 2016 election. Let's be a little bit balanced and fair about this. There probably were some also some Republicans maybe questioning the legitimacy of, say, Barack Obama or, or Clinton, too. So when they would be just as. No, you, you're right. In the 2008 election, there were some Republicans. Okay. I don't know how many questioned the legitimacy. And that was based off the citizenship of. Barack Obama. There was speculation that he wasn't a citizen of America. He was a citizen of Kenya. So there are they trying to say just by Trump somehow initiated the crowd to storm the Capitol to overturn the results? Or yeah, but if you go by the, the was it smart for for Trump to get up there and give a speech like that? Probably not the smartest move. Even Jonathan Turley said the same thing, but. If you read the text of his speech, he never said storm the Capitol. He said protest peacefully. Mm-hmm. But everybody takes things out of context. It's just like the Charlottesville one. I mean, everybody can rip me on this one. Yeah. But if you read the text of what he said was not what was portrayed in the media. Yeah. But also when we say protest peacefully, we do have to understand that that summer with BLM, 
there were protests, but then there were other people that did that started the riots. So protesting and rioting is are two different things. Yeah, but it just because I was on a radio show today and the host brought up some of the things that you brought up, how, you know, Republicans or conservatives get out there and protest. What would you do if people come through your yard? Because he mentioned a place in Georgetown where I think his sister lives which is just a stone throws to Washington and people, conservatives come in and protest there. But I like, okay, so what's the difference with the protest there compared to the protest and at the Supreme court justice's home where one justice, Brett Kavanaugh was a subject, subject of an uh, assassination attempt. Joe Biden, Merrick Garland did nothing to prevent, to protect the jurist. So you can look at it from both sides, but I mean, Right now, you look at how they're treating Donald Trump. Now, whether he's guilty or not, I don't know. That's up to the courts. But look at the— Why so long to, to charge him? But I look at also, it's not so—that's the other thing. Why did it take so long to charge him? Mm-hmm. But then why did they really, um, indict him now when, remember, Monday, Devin Archer was on Capitol Hill and said Joe Biden knew about Hunter Biden's business dealings. He was on many of these phone calls. Mm-hmm. And the, Jonathan Turley and others have speculated. I've even read the transcripts. You have Dan um, Goodman. He's a Democrat from New York, New, um, New York. And he almost impl- basically implicated President Biden because when they had a week ago, they had the whistleblowers from the IRS up there saying there was a double standard and how the, the um, investigation went to Hunter Biden. And Dan uh, Congressman Goodman got up there. And stated, well, did Joe Biden actually knew? And he goes, not the way you say he knew, but he did know because he sat there and Hunter Biden told him, hey, dad, I'm doing business with X, Y, Z. Dan Goodman mentioned that. But that's a far cry from I never had any business or any knowledge of what my husband, my brother, what my son was doing. Mm -hmm. And then you had... um, Hunter, I mean, uh, Joe Biden said, oh, no, Jean Corinne, Jean, this, well, I can never remember her name, how it goes, but the press spokesman for the White House stated, well, President Biden was not involved in his, in his son's business dealing. That's a far cry. And remember, during 2020, Joe Biden said, nobody in my family made money off China. Then we find out that Hunter Biden received 600000 They released... I think four bank documents that were found to be questionable because they think there may be fraud involved. And they found about 20 family members of the Biden family received hundreds of thousands into the millions of dollars. So that's a lie. Any way you shape it, they did receive money. Mm -hmm. So that's not the truth. So my question is, why is with all this evidence between a laptop, text messages, witnesses from the IRS who are not Republicans, these are Democrats, why is it there's no special counsel here? But then when it comes to uh, J- um, Donald Trump, they raid his, his, his home. His lawyers couldn't be present. Joe Biden has classified material when he was vice president and senator in about six different locations. But they allowed his lawyers to take the lead, and he was allowed to go multiple times back to his home. But Well, because Mayor Garland's his buddy. And that's the point that people are, but see, that's the point that people are, are looking at. Look at the uh, the charges against Hunter Biden. One of them that was not charged 
was failure to file as a foreign agent when they nailed many Republicans for the same thing. And there was even one campaign donor that donated to Joe Biden back in 2007 when he was trying to run for president. And he went to jail for two years, but yet Joe Biden gets away. And that's where people are looking at it. Why is there this seems to be a two-tier justice system? Because I would tell people, if you hate Donald Trump, that's fine. You despise his policy, that's fine. You think he's a whatever you can think of. But does his rights go away because you don't like him? That's why they think they can get a conviction in D.C. because 80 to 90 percent of Washington, D.C. voted for Joe Biden. And why it was, would a, you think it was Obama appointed, appointed judge that's on, that will rule over the case. And this judge has also been known to give harsher punishments than the recommended amount for January 6th. The only thing is when they they talk about this is a Republican, like this is a Trump-supported justice, this is a uh, Obama-supported justice, the only thing I would push back on that, you have to go by their, their how they rule. I don't. It doesn't matter if they're Republican or Democratic appointed because look at, I mean, best case in point that I can remember, look at um, Earl Warren. He was appointed Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. He was a Republican governor of California. And he became one of the most liberal justices in um, in recent memory. And Eisenhower said that was one of his worst picks, if he'd known that. But that said, just because you get pointed by a president doesn't mean you're going to follow everything. There are Trump-appointed ju- uh, jurists or judges that ruled against Donald Trump when it came to some of his election appeals. Were there also ones in his cabinet that didn't necessarily agree with him? Um, there might have been a few. I think right now you're seeing Mike Pence say that he didn't agree with not certifying the elections early in uh, 2020, but he, uh, excuse me, 2021 when they had to certify the electoral count. So, so Fox News kind of made a, like a correlation between something happening on within the Biden administration or something happening with Hunter and then something they would indict Trump on something. So most of the indictments kind of fell day, you know, after something kind of broke through when it came to either Hunter Biden or Joe Biden in the, in the dealings from overseas. So is this just like one of their ways to disguise? Yeah, that's that's speculation. Or do you see that? Because like well, from, I mean, your, from, from your from your point of view, because well, I mean, I I mean this is the Ubaldi report. No, I know, but I have no proof. You can just go by what yeah, you see. It just true, true. You don't have any proof, but I mean, what are you seeing? I'm thinking this is a way. I mean, without proof, I'm just saying for my just me speculating. I think it's a way to take the pressure off because what, what are we talking about now? Mm-hmm. We're talking about. The indictment of Donald Trump. Yeah. We're not talking about Hunter. I mean, uh, Hunter Biden spoke with his father about businesses. We're not talking about how Hunter Biden set up phone calls yeah. where his father came on the phone. And this one congressman that I mentioned earlier, Dan Goodman of New York, kept saying, well, they were just talking about pleasantries like the weather. But the question is, Joe Biden was at the time a sitting vice president. You're telling me he had he didn't have better things to do? Then take a phone call from his son for to discuss whatever his son was involved in. That nobody thinks business wasn't discussed because Hunter Biden scored what he did. He delivered what he said he could do. I can get you my father. I can get you to speak to my father. True. And like, let's just clarify to pay, especially on the, in, the, in the TikTok, that you, what you're saying is not 
exactly the truth, but it's what you see and what that's kind of like the, my you, but just my expertise and my my experience. Yeah. But it's just, but think about it, Joe. Or we Bi- should say, in your opinion, yeah. But just just think about it. Ooh. Joe Biden said Ooh, that. Pagan, pagan. Got okay, a tickle on that. Okay, but Joe <laughs> Biden said that he knew nothing about the business dealings with his brother, anybody in his family, and especially Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. Now we find out that he was on these phone calls yeah, and he was speaking with the business members that or the business leaders or entities that Joe Bi- Hunter Biden was involved in. Yeah. And remember, Joe Biden also said his family never received one cent from money from China. Hunter Biden just in front of a federal judge said, I received $600,000. So, you know what, let's kind of go back a little bit. And so, like, if you were to ask Ray and I, like, do we think the election was stolen? You know, like, blatantly, we would say yes. You think it was taking, taken a different way because of them not acting accordingly or not acting swiftly on the rule changes and also the stuff that they were hiding uh, hiding with Hunter. But uh, going, well, two go, thi- going into a question, though, is that can Trump investigate the the, the election uh, ballot fraud and like, you know, with the, with what was going on, all the the silliness or all the he would have to go through his attorney general and make a re- I make sure they have to make I mean, whatever the legal language is to make a request. Now, I still think what you said earlier Trump's attorneys weren't aggressive enough because they did this all through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Once the the first governor, I think it was Governor of California, decided to change the rules, how you vote, when you vote, you can't do that. That's when they started to sue. You can't. Nobody is going to overturn an election. There's no precedent in American history overturning yeah. an election. But that said, when I think that the, there was a fraudulent element to the 2020 election. Look what happened. You had, and we're proving this now because the Congress requested records from Facebook. Facebook refused until they said, well, then if you don't give us these records, we're going to subpoena you. They, they then gave them records and they found out Facebook was working with the Biden missions very aggressively mm-hmm. while he was president. We know this happened at Twitter during the election we're still, and we can only speculate it happened at you know Google and at um, at Facebook and other social media platforms. Then you look at the Russian, the Russian, the um, the Hunter Biden laptop. We were told it was Russian disinformation. You had fifty one former senior level intelligence officials, a Secretary of Defense. You had former national security and national security. Uh, director of national intelligence and also um, the CIA director, one of them being Leon Panetta and Michael Hayden said, this is all the hallmark of Russian disinformation. They wrote a letter, but in that letter, they said, we never seen it. That's just our estimation. And Leon Panetta to this day still thinks he was correct in doing that, but that changed the calculation. Now we're finding out that laptop was in fact authenticated but it was authenticated a year before the 2020 election even started so lisa crawford has a lot to say what does lisa crawford have to say well she just said that the 2016 election was stolen so So, i i i don't i don't know because like uh, oh we thought 
Like even like maybe even like you and I, you know, like talking, we probably thought that Hillary was going to win. You know, it was almost like, yeah, and here's Donald Trump. There's no way. And then we wake up on, you know, the morning after the election and it's kind of like, holy crap. Trump won. <laughs> well, because the Electoral College favors the Democrats, even right now, because California, Illinois, New York are not going to go Republican anytime soon. So California so, has 54 electoral votes, but going back to what she said. But it, yeah, she has more to say. So okay, I, but, I think I want to hang on Lisa for a okay, little bit. Okay, well, but one point that she said, Michael Dur- uh, Horowitz, who is Inspector General for the DOJ, um, he, he he questioned. He goes, there was no validity to the Russian collusion. Then you had um, Mike. Lisa's not going to like hearing that. You know, well, <laughs> fact is fact. Michael Horowitz was appointed by Barack Obama. Then you have uh, Robert Mueller said the same thing. There was no Russian collusion. Then John Brennan went even deeper than that and said there was no even impetus to start this. Mm-hmm. So people, but see, that's the point. Alexander Solzhenitsyn made a comment about this. When you report something long enough and do it enough, even though it's false, people will start to believe it. And people still believe there was Russian collusion so, when there's no evidence to back that up. I just want to let Lisa know that we're not at any means picking on you. We're kind of just reading off what you're saying. But And John's here. It's just maybe dispute it. But it says uh, Trump was – Trump – with Trump with help from Russia, Cambridge Analytics. So there's, they're there's, saying that. So <laughs> they're going with the Russian collusion, but where can she maybe read or educate herself on? Go, all I can say is go to John Durham's report. It's like, like 500 pages, and it goes in. There was no evidence whatsoever to start, begin, and continue the Russian collusion investigation. Now, the difference where John Durham disagreed with Michael Horowitz, Michael Horowitz, if there was a there was a, a legitimate case to begin it, but there was nothing to keep it going. Once they found out, and to this day, when the Russian dossier, which was the the impetus to starting all this, the Steele dossier, the Steele dossier. I'm yeah. sorry, the Steele dossier. That's well, what probably Lisa had read. Okay, so. but when you read that, I read that. That was released in January of 2017. And the first thing I thought, man, this is damaging. Yeah, it was also bought and paid for by Hillary. It was bought and paid for by Hillary dealing with the FBI that they were feeding information to. So, But the point is of the Steele dossier, to this day, none of it has been verified. Mm -hmm. And to this day, it's false. And John Durham repeatedly stated that there was nothing in that to back it up. Yeah. But people still ran with it. That's why I go back to the original premise. All those people who think Trump was trying to overthrow the 2020, if you use that by a model, you can you can go after everybody who's believed 2016 was stolen by Donald Trump. <laughs> John A has been her entertainer. What's that? A uh, commenter. Oh, okay. Our entertainer. It's been funny watching him. <clears throat> so it's just, I mean, people can believe what they want, but I would just say go read those reports. Well, I mean, they can believe whatever CNN wants them to believe. And that's the point. You got people on, but look at CNN. Who do they have on CNN? Peter Strzok lied and was fired by the FBI. Peter, Michael uh, Andrew McCabe was fired 
for lying, and he was able to reinstate it, but he was fired. Mm-hmm. So you got people who lied, leaked information. James Comey lied numerous times. Then he leaked classified material to a friend to get the uh, Russian special counsel started, which was Robert Mueller. Mm-hmm. Then you had James, John Brennan, the CIA director, lied and lied, not only lied to the American people, but lied to Congress. You had James Clapper, the national security director, lied about doing different things. Let's touch on user Mimi real quick. What is he lying about? You know, just kind of just throwing it out there. But, John, go ahead and continue. Which which one we talk about? John Brennan? Well, no, you, John. Just continue what you were saying about. Oh, yeah. Just all these things. These are the people who weren't held accountable. Then you have Kevin, I think it was Kevin Kleinsmith. He was the attorney for the FBI. He um, altered evidence to get a surveillance warrant on Carter Page, but never told the federal judge that he altered the evidence and lied. I talked to police officers because I work at a law enforcement supply company. I go, I'm not an officer. But then we do get a lot of federal law enforcement from the FBI. I talked to even FBI agents. If you were to did the same thing as Kevin Kleinsmith, what would happen to you? I would be fired. Mm-hmm. I talked to local law enforcement. If they lie... On a case, all the cases they touched are tainted, and they can never be in the department that they're serving under because there was no credibility. If they ever got to court case, the defendants would say, "You lied on this. How come you're? What's to say you're not lying on this one?" Oh, man, they're skewing you. I love it. Well, they're they're ribbon master guns so bad. It's, well, I it's would funny. tell people, you may rip on me, you may think I'm lying, you may think I'm I'm full. Of, BS. Yeah, show them where but, you're wrong. But I would tell me, please tell me where my facts don't match up with what I'm saying. Have any of you read the um, the Robert the uh, Robert Mueller report? I have. Have any of you read John Durham's report? I have. Have you read anything that Michael Horowitz said? I have. Michael Horowitz even complained that he pulled out 29 random samples of FISA applications, mm-hmm. and in each case he found no evidence or very thin evidence to get a surveillance warrant. This okay. same, hold on, the same FISA application, I think it's 207, is up for renewal. So we, and the president wants to renew it without any changes. Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to trust the FBI, and then we find out they, another report by Michael Horowitz, well over a million Americans were uh, identified for being um, surveilled without their knowledge, without any warrant. So I did want to talk about this because we talked about it earlier today. What's that? Uh, Lisa wants to know, have you read the indictments? Yes, I've read the indictments. There's no evidence, and that's not me saying this. This is constitutional scholars who are Democrat and liberal. One of them is Alan Dershowitz. He is a hardcore, he even says it, I'm a hardcore Democratic liberal. But there's, he believes in the rule of law. And he basically said one on a, on a uh, symposium he was doing is to shoe on the other foot. I hope someone who's investigating me is fair and goes by the law, not stretches the law just to nail someone. So I think we're going to keep on going. I mean, we're getting close. I know John. Ray wants to talk a little bit, but I think ah, we can we can kind of push this half hour envelope because we are getting a lot of 
Hold on. I'm, I'm just disappointed right now. I asked what was for dinner for John A., and he told me lies. <laughs> I, I was expected, like, meatloaf or something. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, too. But even that, but so even... We're going to get to Ray, but let's keep on going with the conversation. Keep it going. But even with this, this one person who said I'm lying, I would like to, what am I lying about? Where's the evidence to say what I'm saying is not factual? I mean, I've read all the indictments. I've read all the reports. What and like I said before, we we Ray spoke and Joe made a comment. Take Michael Horowitz, appointed by Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. He pulled out and he did another report that showed there was massive abuses of the FISA application. Millions of Americans were surveilled without their knowledge and without a proper search warrant. And do we want to reaffirm this thing? I know they say, well, it protects national security, but that's a broad term when the FBI who said, oh, we promised to do better. They've said that dozens of times, and they haven't. And I would tell people, if you hate Donald Trump so much, so much, that's fine. But remember, the wheels of justice could swing the other way. So you're sanctioning false narratives, pushing indictments just for the sake of punishment, so we have a president using his Justice Department to punish his opponent and to prevent the voters from voting who they want to be president, whether it's Trump or whoever. So my question is, what happens if a Republican wins in 2024? You set the standard, so that means the Republicans can use the Justice Department to go after their political enemies? Do you really think that's going to happen now? Do you think the Republicans are going to... I don't know. But, what, but look how they're treating... I mean, they're, they're clearly weaponizing the justice system now. Okay, but what's to say when Joe Biden gets out of office, let's say he loses in 2024. Okay. What's to say the Justice Department's, okay, now we're going to go after Joe Biden. We're going to indict Hunter Biden. We're going to indict Joe Biden. I don't Biden's think Trump bro- would do that. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, let's say, well, you did this to us. They have the power we're going to do this to you. Oh, no, they do have the power to do it. But I think, you know, I think... Okay, in in theory, I thought I think in the 2016 election, like when there was, you know, the when Hillary was about to concede or had was questioning about conceding, I think he and Trump or her and Trump had like a little chat, like, look, I ain't gonna press, I ain't gonna press anything further when it comes to you if you just accept it. And I think he would probably do the same thing. If, he probably would because remember, he probably the- tell Biden, I'm gonna leave you and your son alone if you concede. But here's the thing. You never know, but it makes a plausible argument because in 2016, remember the Trump rallies, lock her up, lock her up. Yeah. As soon as he became president, he didn't do any of that stuff. No. And I would tell people, tell me what Donald Trump did that was so egregious for democracy compared to what Hillary did. And look what Joe Biden did, a federal judge out of Louisiana on the republic whatever <laughs> shut up that time travel really quickly but i mean look what a federal judge on it's kind of fitting on july 4th really pushed the ruling out that president biden extensively violated the first amendment by censoring americans now we're finding out facebook had it and there's more and more coming out when it came to COVID. now remember the um the analogy by what Dr. Fauci said, I didn't fund the Wuhan lab. And they did. And it, was, it wasn't it was a lab leak. Well, now we're finding it out. No, it's not. It may be plausibly came from a lab leak. And then we found out we didn't fund Wuhan. 
Oh, no, we didn't fund. Then it became, well, maybe, oh, yeah, we got some funding. Now the federal government a couple weeks ago said we're going to stop funding the Wuhan lab. I thought it didn't happen. <laughs> How come they censored? Remember, um, we weren't allowed to question this stuff. Yeah, but see, we, <laughs> well, yeah, I but mean, you had <laughs> to, go, to go into censorship through the social media alone, we would be here like another hour. Exactly. But you had two prominent physicians, epidemiologists, one from Harvard Medical School and the other one from Stanford Medical School, were censored because they dare brought up the idea that it was a lab, it potentially was a lab leak. And mm -hmm. here's a, a, a sad part if you go by history, Everybody can quote Eisenhower's farewell address when he said, be wary of the military-industrial complex. Mm -hmm. Read three paragraphs below. And I would tell our listeners, read three paragraphs below, and it's, you know, paraphrase. It stated, we need to embrace science, but be wary of the scientific-industrial complex who tried to push something to see the federal dollars going. Anthony Fauci had a meeting with a couple scientists who who question thought maybe there was a possible it came from a lab leak soon as he left that meeting they changed their tune why was it possibly because anthony fauci controlled billions of dollars in funding and these schools wanted their research grants we don't know but evidence is pointing toward that john i want to say how proud i am of you because we have not gotten one of those things coming up on TikTok saying that we're going to edit some of the things you say if we because they go. might be too sensitive. Oh, we just got it. Some comments in this live were filtered. Oh, <laughs> as I'm talking about it. <laughs> Way to go. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, Ray's got some information, uh, especially because Ray and I are very, or well, are all pro gun advocates, but especially he right. and I, since we are having our own gun. When it comes how to are, are, how we're, we're having our own gun business, and we like have our own gun show. So go ahead, Ray. So yesterday uh, in the news, uh, the FPC, uh, Firearms Policy Coalition, and GOA, Gun Owners of America organization, uh, we're proud to announce that the Fifth Circuit Board uh, overruled the injunction uh, for the pistol brace owners in the in being members of that organization because uh, they said that their uh, lawsuit would most likely succeed. Um, so what that means is we already know that next week's ruling, uh, or when they decide to rule, we know pistol yeah. braces will be legalized again. Uh, that was very, very illegal, what happened. Um, it's fine to not like guns, but the problem is legislators did not legislate this bill to outlaw pistol braces. This came from the uh, Bureau of ATF uh, that decided to play uh, rule changing. So that was very important. But the next important piece of this bill, uh, of our lawsuit was um, the SBRs, uh, short barreled rifles. And the argument was if we could have the pistol brace, we should have the sh short barreled rifle. And that. And I think if it ever got to the Supreme Court, I think the Supreme Court, if they go by other cases, yeah. non gun related, they said the executive. Agencies can't make laws or change the law. Correct. And you may not agree with it. You may support it. But that's the purview of the legislature. If the legislature do their job, now, they may not be perfect, but that's what our republic is about. Right. You've got to compromise, and it's not – you're pushing the, the legislative powers to the executive. If that's what we want, then we don't need a court, <laughs> and we don't need a legislative branch. Right. 
so we'll see where this goes. Um, I don't think we're going to hear anything anytime soon about the SBRs. All we do know is that the SBR portion of the lawsuit has gone forward for further review. And as if it does succeed and SBRs are, are a go, uh, that will be off the NFA uh, item. And mm-hmm. you won't have to do all the Class 3 paperwork yeah. to acquire a short-barreled rifle. So I just want to let everybody know that we are going to continue the conversation on TikTok and Twitter spaces. Or is it X spaces now? But uh, you can go ahead and get a hold of John. John, how can they do that? You can go to ubaldireports at gmail.com, ubaldireports at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on all our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and obviously TikTok. If you want to, if you miss this show, we're going to repost this in about two days, probably by Friday. And then we can see the other shows that we've done in the past. We've got about over 220 up on the um, the social media platform, I mean, social the podcast platform. So check us out, Lisa. Uh, Google search that again. That was a bogus call. Fact checked for you. Okay, uh, so you can get a hold of Ray and I uh, through allamericangunslingers.com. That's our website. It's almost out and running. Uh, you can also get a hold of us at allamericangunslingers at gmail.com. Uh, Ray and I are in the process of building or make or having our own indoor gun range plus selling firearms and having a gunsmith shop amongst other things uh teaching classes all that kind of stuff like that so if you want to get a hold of us that's how you can do so and we will talk to you guys soon so any more questions let them rip